This is a free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at LeBanks St. Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. appropriate thing to be thinking about but Remembrance Sunday is a time isn't it for us to honour all those who have fought for us all those who have given up their life in battle and maybe physically maybe emotionally maybe psychologically in some way they've been scarred and the Invictus Games is a great thing isn't it I don't know if anyone watches it when it's on but Prince Harry um, set it up it's a multi-sport event for for servicemen and women who have been injured, um, both physically and emotionally, and they can compete for their country. Okay, so, so many of these servicemen and women, that's what they wanted to do when they went out to battle, when they went out to, to join the army or the armed forces, whatever it was, and they wanted to represent their country. And so they have the opportunity to do this again in this multi-sport event, in the Invictus Games And it's really quite inspirational when you watch these people competing against each other. They're overcoming um, lots of different things in their life, physical disabilities, emotional, psychological um, disabilities as well. But Invictus, um, does anyone know what Invictus means? It means undefeated. It means unconquerable. It's a Latin word. And it's the moment when these brave men and women, basically, what they're doing when they get involved in this multi-sport event in the Evictus Games, they're sort of saying, in a way, look, I'm not going to let this particular injury or this emotional scar, whatever it is, defeat me. I'm not going to let it shape me. I'm going to overcome this. They carry with them the permanent scars, but it doesn't hold them back. They keep fighting. They keep going. I'd imagine lots of us have different scars, different physical scars perhaps, not to perhaps the same extent as that. But when I was a child, I was pretty accident prone, okay? I don't know whether you know that or not, I might have said it before, but I was pretty accident prone. I ended up in A&E once because when I was young, I decided to put my hand in the fire, in the lounge. Okay, so I ended up in A&E for that. Um, I remember falling off our garden table, off the back of our garden table onto the patio because I was trying to make a den fell right back. Um, And then I remember when I was ice skating in the UK, um, I was skating and basically fell down and whacked my head on the ice. And you imagine how hard that is, okay? Um, So I had like a boiled egg. It was just like an egg. I stuck to my eye. It was sticking out like that. It was black and blue. It looked like I'd been in some sort of fight. I was quite proud of it, actually. I didn't actually say, you know, oh, yeah, ice skating accident. The ironic thing was, of course, is that at the ice skating rink, they couldn't find any ice to put on it. (laughs) I mean, of all the things that you might think you'd have at an ice skating rink, it would be ice, but no. So I ended up in casualty for that. Um, But they didn't actually leave me with any scars, those particular accidents. 
However, I do have a couple of scars that I carry around with me today. One is on my forehead, and if you've ever looked closely, you might see I've got a little dent in the middle of my head. Okay, now when I'm having coffee, you're going to be looking, aren't you? I've got a little dent in my forehead because I had an accident when I was young, and I was skipping and got tangled up in the hose pipe. So I ended up in A&E again with that, and a big bandage around my head. I look one of those cartoon characters. And um, also, again, when I was skipping as a child, I think I would have learnt my lesson, don't skip, I, I fell over and split my lip. And you can see I've got this little bump on the bottom of my lip. Again, you're going to be looking at me like this, aren't you? Seeing if you can find the scars. But it's a scar that I have there as well because I tripped over. I do sometimes think that I might have been a neglected child. I'm not sure. (laughs) Maybe I've got a case or something. But um, I've got little physical scars. And sometimes, you know, all of us carry around different scars. I think there's two categories of scars. Some scars we have are, like, really cool aren't they? They kind of like show bravery and courage and, you know, you're not ashamed to put them out there. And then others, perhaps we want to hide and that we don't want people to see. And for us, they perhaps sometimes represent flaws. During the um, Guernsey Literary Festival, I'm not sure if anyone else went to hear Katie Piper, but I went to hear Katie Piper speak at St. James. And for those of you who don't know who Katie Piper is or you don't watch Strictly Come Dancing, um, she was the model, she is a model, who suffered an acid attack. Okay, so she had acid thrown over her and she was completely disfigured because of this acid attack. She lost sight in one of her eyes. And... um, She's written some books now and she goes around speaking. She's a really inspirational woman um, because she talks about living with these scars, living with this disfigurement, but trying to overcome that in her life and actually not to see them as flaws, but to see them as something that she can actually be proud of. And um, she spoke just brilliantly. She set up a a foundation for um, burns victims and people with injuries and her positive message Uh, especially to many of the young people that were there, was just great about this idea of physical scars don't have to determine who we are. They're not flaws. And the other day, I happened to, um, just by chance, I was able to watch the royal wedding. And um, I watched Princess Eugenie get married. I don't know how how many of you watched that, okay? But um, she looked stunning. She had a lovely wedding dress. It was a backless wedding dress. um, But she made a comment before her wedding about her dress because she's got a scar all the way from her neck right the way down her back. It's been there since she was um, 12 when she had an operation. And she said this, I think you can change the way beauty is and you can show people your scars and I think it's really special to stand up for that. And I just thought that was a great, great quote there really to say that actually we can have beauty in our scars. We can have beauty in the brokenness of our lives. You see, we may look at scars of our life. We might wish we could hide them away, that people didn't see them. I'm not really talking about physical scars. I'm talking about the emotional stuff in our life, the psychological stuff, the scars that are left behind in our lives because of different things that have happened. And sometimes we just want to hide them. I was speaking last week about baggage, wasn't I? (laughs) Remember, I had all those bags I watched it back and I thought, Nicole, what were you doing? (laughs) You look ridiculous. Anyway, I had all those bags on me, talking about being burdened, being weighed down by all the stuff in our life. And that verse that says, just throw off everything that weighs you down. All the hurts, 
all the lies, all the different things that we've been through, put it down and fix your eyes on Jesus. But the thing is, is that even when we put the baggage down, even when we lay aside those things, we can still be left with scars. Scars from the hurt and from the lies and from the betrayal, from the sin, whatever it might be, from the guilt, the shame. And sometimes we can think, perhaps, mistakenly, that the scars we have because of those things are flaws, that we should hide them. And actually, I want to talk today about the scars and actually the fact that they make us who we are and the fact that actually they can show a story of our life. And although sometimes they are painful reminders, they're powerful testimonies to the power and to the grace of God in our lives. And actually, when people can see our scars, the things that we've been through, they say something. They speak about the God whom we serve. And I want to speak a little bit today about beauty from brokenness. St. Paul had a scar. In the Bible, we read about Paul having a thorn in the flesh. And if you've got your Bibles, I'd like you to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 for me. And we're going to have a quick little look at this passage about Paul. I don't know if this is working, but if you could just flick to the passage, that'd be great. 2 Corinthians 12, 1 to 10. Oh yeah, brilliant. Oh, it's a lot of writing up there. Okay, I must go on boasting. This is St. Paul saying, though there is nothing to be gained by it, I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. But God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast. But on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool, for I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it, so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from being conceited, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions and calamities for when I am weak then I am strong we don't know what the thorn was in Paul's life we don't actually know what the thorn in the flesh was but it did remain there and it wouldn't go it wouldn't leave him and it's speculated that the thorn in his flesh was a result of what he went through what he'd been through and whether the thorn was physical or it was psychological, emotional, his sufferings, his persecution, and all the things that went on in Paul's life, probably, I'm sure, would have left a mark of some kind. 
Many people think that Paul's thorn was physical. It was some sort of physical affliction that he was carrying around with him. And um, we can see this because if we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, just the um, passage before, let's just read a little bit about what St. Paul went through. In verse 23, it says, Are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. I am talking like a madman with far greater labours, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings and often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea, on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from other things, there is a daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. That's quite a lot for one person to go through, isn't it? All those things that Paul went through. And it's similarly in Acts 16, verse 22, it talks about his imprisonment. The crowd joined in attacking them. They're attacking St. Paul. And the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. So we know St. Paul suffered, so it's quite reasonable to think that maybe it was a physical affliction, the thorn in the flesh. Because it says in Galatians 6, this is what Paul said, From now on, let no one cause, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. He was beaten. He was flogged, he was lashed, he was stoned, he was put into prison with stocks on his feet, he was shipwrecked. All of these things could have left a physical scar, a physical affliction. But some speculate that actually it might have been a psychological thing, the thorn in the flesh for Paul. It wasn't a physical thing. He refers to the thorn as harassing messenger of Satan. I guess if you've suffered so much persecution and you've suffered so much violence... Um, just because you're trying to fulfill the purpose of Christ. If you've suffered all of that, it's very likely that it would cause you some emotional, some psychological damage in your life. And so it could have been that. That could have been the thorn for Paul. We don't know. But what we do know is that he had something in his life and it didn't go. He was carrying something around with him and it wouldn't shift. It was a scar he had to live with. And we all live with scars. We all live with scars. Even though the event has passed. Even though we've overcome it. Even though the hurt was back then. Even though we've dealt with that and it's gone. We still sometimes live with the scars. And today I want us to look at that. And actually think to ourselves, we don't need to hide them. They don't need to be hidden. They tell a story, and they tell a significant story, one which other people need to hear. So how can we embrace our scars? How can we use them for the glory of God? Let's have a little look. What do our scars show? They show our imperfections. Okay? The scars show that we're not perfect. They show our imperfections. This side of heaven, we're never going to be perfect, yeah? No, we're not, all right? We're not going to be perfect this side of heaven. But there's far more value in living a life in the grace of God 
rather than striving for that perfection that we can't ever reach by our own merits. We're made perfect in Christ, but not on our own. And scars can actually help and serve to remind us that actually, it's not about us. It's not about what we can do. It's not about our own merits. But actually, it's about Christ. Paul said this. He said of his scar, his thorn, thorn, to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, because he'd been through so much and seen so many visions, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being conceited. Three times he prayed that it would leave. But God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So he had this thorn to keep him from being conceited, to keep him humble, to keep him dependent on God. He had this scar in his life so that he wouldn't think, you know what, I can do it in my own strength. I can do it by my own merits. I can make it if I just do a little bit more or I do this or I do that. I can be perfect. No, it was there to help him to remember that he wasn't perfect and that actually he was dependent on Christ and it kept him humble. And I think scars can be there in our lives sometimes to help us to realise that we're not perfect in ourselves. We can't do it on our own, but we are made perfect in Christ. He is the perfecter of the faith as we looked at last week. Keep your eyes on Jesus for he's the perfecter of our faith. Our scars show our near misses. The definition of scar is this, a mark remaining after injured tissue has healed. There was a hurt, there was a wound, there was a painful injury there, but it's a scar now because it's healed. And Paul had a lot of near misses, didn't he, yeah? A lot of near misses. Whether he was escaping being shipwrecked or being stoned or whatever it was, he managed to stay alive. He managed to survive. He kept on going. And I think the thorn in the flesh for Paul was a reminder because it was a reminder that he had escaped, that he'd had victory, that he'd managed to overcome. He survived. And we have scars in our lives from all sorts of things that we have been through in our lives. But they can remind us of the near misses, but remind us this, that the hurt and pain which could have taken us down, which could have destroyed us, which could have absolutely wrecked our lives. Actually, we're still here. We're still here. We haven't gone under yet. We're still here. And the scars can help us to go, yeah, I've had some near misses. But you know what? I'm still here. I've still got victory. I've still got victory in Christ. The abandonment or the loss that we thought we'd never get over, that we thought we'd never come through. But actually, we are moving forward. And although those steps can be very small, we are moving forward. And the scars show us our near misses, but they remind us of this. They remind us that we are conquerors in Christ. That we have the power of Christ in our life to overcome these things. Scars show our imperfections and our near misses. They show our vulnerability. I don't find it always very easy to be vulnerable. Because to be vulnerable with people takes great strength, actually, to show your weakness. And scars, they show our vulnerability, don't they? If we've been through stuff, 
if we've been through pains and hurts and abandonment or whatever it is we've been through and we're left with scars, they show that we can be vulnerable. And I think we need to be. And we need to embrace that, to be unmasked, to be unafraid. Because if we're going to help other people, if we're going to relate to other people and other people to relate to us, then they've got to see us as we are. They've got to see us. Paul was not afraid to show his vulnerability. It says that Paul boasts about his weaknesses. He actually boasts about his weaknesses, about his vulnerability. And I think it's in displaying our scars that we can actually inspire others to do the same. I think when you watch something like the Invictus Games, when I listen to someone speak like Katie Piper, it was these people that actually can inspire you, inspire me. I think all our scars are significant. They make us who we are. They make us unique. They make us recognisable. They're integral. And I think God wants to use them. And he wants to tell a story through them. We don't need to hide them. Because one day, someday, someone needs to hear your story. And it's going to help them. And it's going to inspire them. And it's going to encourage them. And we go through something and we think, how on earth did I get through that? What on earth was that all about? Why did I have to go through that? Why am I left with this scar in my life? One day, someday, someone needs to hear that story. And the power of Christ will be revealed through it. Because there's beauty in our brokenness. Scars show our identity. It's because the scars remind us of the near misses that they actually show our true identity. Because they show our victory in Christ. Therefore, they show that we belong to Christ. Our identity is in him. Galatians 6 said this about Paul. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. In the New Living Translation, it says this. I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. That show that he belonged to Jesus. You see, Paul had these scars and... They showed people that he belonged to Christ. Now, I know that his scars were a result of the fact that he was doing stuff for Jesus, that he was trying to advance the gospel message. And that's why he was being persecuted and stoned and flogged. It was because of the message of the gospel. And we've not necessarily picked up scars because of that. We might have done. But actually, we've picked up scars from all sorts of different things, different situations, different people, different places, all sorts of stuff. But what I was previously saying is this, because we've survived, because we've had victory, we are testament to the power of Christ at work in our life. And our scars demonstrate that. They show that. They show our identity. They show that actually we are children of God because we've managed to survive this. As Elton John would say, you know, we're still standing. Any Elton John fans? (laughs) Just me. We show that we belong to Christ because of that. Even though we might not have had scars because we were advancing the gospel, because we've got them from all other things, but we're still standing. And it shows our identity. Our story is is one of perseverance. It's overcoming in Christ. And people can look at your life and see the scars and say, how? How on earth did you manage to get through that? How did you cope? And you say, well, I, I did it through Christ. I belong to Christ. Sometimes I speak to people and I think, how did you do that? How did you go through all that? How can, how can you bear the scar of, of that? And it's a testament 
to what Christ has done in their lives. They show our identity. They show our cause. Scars remind us of the cause we're fighting for, the purpose of our lives. Our lives are to testify to the power of Christ, to redeem us, to save us, to forgive and restore us. That's our purpose. That's why we're here. That's our cause in Christ. And scars can preach that powerful message. Because Paul's scar, whether it was physical, whether it was emotional, it preached a powerful message because it told a story that people actually wouldn't be able to refute in any way. It told a story that actually, yeah, this guy here is living out his life and he's gone through all this for the message. It was powerful. It showed people that in all things, God works together for good. In all things, God works together for good. It showed a message of Christ coming to the ordinary person. Because Paul mentions a little bit later, in in a verse a bit later, he says about the super apostles. Okay? Like he didn't consider himself a super apostle. But he talks about these super apostles. So it showed that actually the power of Christ could come to the ordinary person. And we... Our scars can show the same thing, that the power of Christ can come to the ordinary person, to the broken person, to redeem us, to restore us. It was Viktor Frankl that said, in some way, suffering ceases to be suffering at the moment it finds a meaning. And when we can see that our suffering had a meaning, that our scars have a meaning, perhaps it turns things around a bit. It can be turned around for God. God can use it for good. God can use what we went through for good because he makes things right. He changes things around so that he might be glorified. Scars show our tenacity. What does tenacity really mean? It means determination or means persistence, the the quality of continuing to exist. Our scars are there. They show our determination and our perseverance. They're probably there because we dared to do something. We took a risk. We dared to love somebody. We dared to go. We dared to take a stand. We dared to stand up for justice and for the cause, to do what was right. We dared to venture into the unknown, whatever it was. We probably took a risk of some, some sort, maybe. And because of that, perhaps we got hurt. Perhaps there was pain. Perhaps we were misunderstood. And so we're living with something now. And Paul was all about taking risks. He knew he was putting his life in danger. He was not going to hold back. He was not going to live his life in second gear. He was tenacious. He was determined. He persevered. It would have been easy for Paul to give up and say, actually, no, I'm not going to carry on with this. Scars in our life show our tenacity they show that we will persevere they'll show that we are determined to keep going that we won't quit scars show our unableness they show that actually we're not always able to sort everything out we're not always able to do it all perhaps we can't make right the wrongs on our own they show our weaknesses Paul says this So to keep me from being conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn is given to me. And I said this before, earlier, for Paul, so that he would be dependent on God, so that he would keep humble. He had this thorn in his flesh. He had this 
scar to stop him from thinking that he'd achieved everything on his own. It kept him focused on Christ. He was boasting in his weakness. He prayed for it to go. But he says, no, therefore, I will boast more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ, then I am content with my weakness. I will boast of my weakness. You see, the scars in our lives can show our weaknesses, but that's okay. Why is that okay? Because it's in our weakness that we realise that God's grace is sufficient for us. That God's grace is enough, and it's not about what we can do, but God's grace is sufficient. It's when we admit we are weak, actually we're really strong. When we realise we're a bit broken, God's strength comes in and God's grace is sufficient for us, which means the goodwill of God towards us and the good work of God within us. That he understands our case, knows our need, he strengthens us, but he glorifies himself. You see, showing our our weaknesses... We do it. We show we're unable because then Christ's power is revealed through us. And so finally, we come to this point which shows that our scars show our strength because it's in our weakness we're strong. They demonstrate our dependence on God. I love that amazing truth. When we are weak, we're actually strong. And the thorn in Paul's flesh, the scar that he carried around with him was no longer seen necessarily as a hindrance, something to pull him down, something that he had to hide, something that was going to destroy his life, but actually as a help. Why? Because it testified to the power of God. Why? Because it made him reliant on the grace of God. And it told a story. We have scars in our lives. They are the rich tapestry of our life. Eliza Morgan said this, Scars tell a story of pain and redemption. Our brokenness provides a pedestal for the display of God's beauty. Isn't that lovely? Our brokenness provides a pedestal for the display of God's beauty. You know, when I pray that God would use me and that God would make my life a witness to him and that God would be glorified through my life, I pray that prayer quite often. And I don't think sometimes I realise just what I am praying, how risky that prayer is. Because when I pray that prayer, I think about, oh, well, well, will people see Christ in me through my words and through my actions and through the way I live my life? And then as I was, you know, thinking about it, really, if I'm saying to God, use me in whatever way you want to use me, take my life and let people see the display of your power and goodness, then maybe, just maybe, it's going to be through brokenness. And maybe through my scars and maybe through my brokenness, God will use that to glorify his name. And maybe there's more brokenness to come. Because if I really, truly want to surrender my life for God's glory, then am I prepared for that? There's beauty in the brokenness. What do our scars show? They show this. They show Invictus. They show Invictus. They show... We're undefeated, unconquerable. The Invictus Games logo is like this, because it talks about, it's from the great poem, and it talks about I am. I am undefeated. I am unconquerable. 
And when you look at that and you think, yes, Invictus, undefeated. Why? Is it because of us? Is it because of I am this? No, it's not. It's because of the great I am, isn't it? It's the great I am. It's the God who said in Exodus to to Moses, I am who I am. It was Jesus who said, truly, truly, I say to you before Abraham, I am. I am. The great I am, who is undefeated, who is unconquerable, who lives and dwells within us. We have the great I am on our side. That's why we can be undefeated. That's why we can be unconquerable. And it was Jesus who said that he was the great I am. And when you think about Jesus, and I love this, Jesus bore scars when he rose from the dead, didn't he? And Jesus could, you just put that off. Jesus could have been risen from the dead without scars. Like God is powerful enough, isn't he, to have been risen without any scars over him. But he didn't. Jesus rose from the dead and he rose with the scars in his hand and his feet. Why did he do that? Why were the physical scars so important for Jesus to have on his body? Why? Because it validated his identity. It showed him as Jesus. And it told a story. It told a story of redemptive power. It told a story of overcoming the grave, of overcoming death. That's what it did. His scars were important for the disciples, for the followers to see on Jesus. You don't need to be picture perfect altogether Sort it out to demonstrate your story. Sometimes we think that, don't we? We need to be all together, everything, no scars, hide them, for God to be honoured in our life. I don't think that at all. I think honouring God comes when we reveal the beauty in our brokenness. Because the scars tell a story. And someone needs to hear it. And you might be thinking sat there today, yeah, but the scars that I've got in my life They weren't done to me in the sense that it wasn't someone else's hurt or someone else's pain or something that happened to me that tells a story. The scars I've got in my life are my own fault. The scars I've got in my life are actually from things that I've done wrong, that I chose to do wrong. The scars in my life are sin. And actually, I'm not proud of those scars. And those scars I want to hide. What kind of story are they going to tell when it was actually me that did the wrong thing, that it was me that made the mistake, it was me that turned my back on God. And you might be thinking, what about those scars? And I want to say, it still counts. Those scars still tell a story. And they're still to be shown. And people still need to hear it. Because it still shows the power of Christ in our life to restore and to forgive It shows the grace and mercy of God in our lives. And it's so important that people see that. And people know that. That yes, we might have mucked up, messed up, done wrong, turned our back, whatever. But we made it right. We repented. We got forgiveness. And now we've got a great story. A great story of God's grace and mercy. And what I love about God is that even when we do things wrong, and even when we muck up and mess up and make mistakes, and it is our fault, even when all of that, 
It says in his word, doesn't it? That he takes that and he turns it around and he uses it for his purpose. And he takes it around and makes good out of it. Isn't that the grace of God on our lives? That I do something wrong and when I look back I think, well, it almost looks like I needed to do that thing wrong for where I am today. No, that's not the case. Okay? God didn't want me to do that thing wrong. But I did it, and out of his grace, and out of his love, and out of his mercy, he turned it around for my good. And those scars, yeah, they, they still need to be shown. There's still brokenness, and out of that brokenness, beauty can come. I'm going to invite the worship group to come back. And I want us to think today about this idea of our scars. Last week I was talking about, you know, carrying the burdens, carrying the hurt, carrying the pain, taking it around with us, weighing us down, and how that can affect and destroy our relationships, and how it can affect and destroy the things of God in our life, because we're so weighed down, and we had to get rid. But I recognise that we still are sometimes left with a scar in our life. And sometimes we're ashamed of them and sometimes we want to hide them and we want to push them to one side. And I want to say today, I think, you know, that God can use every part of us and our scars tell a great story. And out of our brokenness can come beauty. And I think that's just a wonderful thing about the grace of God. So let us stand together. And we're going to come with a final time of worship. And, you know, there might be things today that I've shared that you want to be, you want prayer for. There might be things last week about taking off our burdens that you want prayer for. And I'm going to invite you to come this morning to the front if that's what you want to do. And and you want to have prayer for something about the weights in our life or the scars that we have. But I understand too that we don't all want to come to the front. You might want to just tap the person next to you and say, will you pray for me? We're all here to to support one another. And you might just turn to that person and say, will you just pray for me in this or that? Or I'm dealing with this or I've got this hurt and I'm struggling with this scar and I I don't know how God's going to use that. Please do. Please ask someone to pray with you or come to the front and allow me to pray with you. But let's not leave today encounter God and spoken to him about what we've heard from his word you know some of us just need to know that we're beautiful some of you need to know you're beautiful and you carry these scars around and you think it makes you ugly you think you've got flaws in your life you think you know God doesn't want to look at you but I want to tell you today that God thinks you're beautiful He doesn't see your scars as flaws. He sees them as your story. He sees them as a testimony to his power at work in your life. His power to help you. His power to defeat and to conquer. That's what scars are there for. It's the enemy who comes in with his lies to destroy and to hurt and to steal. I just think today that somebody needs to hear they're beautiful.
brokenness. He's the God of the divine exchange. And you will be an inspiration to other people if you haven't been already. Your story, your suffering, your pain will find meaning. Come to God today. visit our website